Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Askelson. Thank you for joining me here on Locked on Coyotes. It is a Thursday. It is a Coyotes game day. And the most interesting game day of the season so far, I think you definitely could say uh, Coyotes welcome in the Toronto Maple Leafs, a Toronto Maple Leafs team that looks a little bit different behind the bench, a new head coach with Sheldon Keefe. Yesterday, the news coming down that Mike Babcock got fired. Um, was relieved of his duties. The Maple Leafs currently on a six-game losing streak, or a five-game losing streak, excuse me, and an interesting, or, well, it is six games, but they one of those they did pick up a point. So six-game losing streak at the moment for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, again, I'm sure those of you that follow hockey, which is, again, a lot of you that listen to this podcast, if not all of you, right, uh, heard a lot about the situation right oh well he couldn't get the team to turn around and couldn't you know this that and the other but I think this is interesting an interesting story in the Coyotes standpoint right I mean the Coyotes are coming in um, a team that doesn't draw themselves of a lot of attention and, and part of that's based on market but it's also they don't they don't have guys that draw a lot of attention uh, you know, they have Phil Kessel, which the Toronto media scarred for life pretty much. Um, and again, you don't you don't want to force a guy who's not comfortable talking to the media to, to talk, right? I mean, I think we've seen um, in other sports, especially uh, more specifically Zach Granke in baseball, right? A guy who's not comfortable in front of the camera to talk. Um, I think Phil Kessel's that way and, and it's been pretty documented that it's because of how he was treated in Toronto. And... The Coyotes don't have that atmosphere here, so every little breath isn't, you know, caught on on camera and, and caught on a microphone and, and analyzed, you know, really deeply scrubbed into. But um, they just don't have those guys. You know, they don't have a, an Austin Matthews, a Mitch Marner, a John Tavares who, you know, light up the score sheet every night and are expected to get 80, 90 points a year. Again, would the Coyotes kill to have one of those? Sure. Right? I mean, who doesn't? But again, the Coyotes are a team that are comfortable in their system. Everybody's bought in. And they like where they're at right now. And, and who wouldn't, right? I mean, 28 points, um, second in the Pacific, uh, tied for third in the West with Colorado. Um, again, a, jo- a log jam in the West, uh, no doubt. But um, a team, I think, that's comfortable where they're at and uh, is going to understand the situation, right? This isn't a Coyotes team of old that you know, younger and um, a little more inexperienced and, and maybe will, I wouldn't say buckle under the pressure because there's no pressure on them, but, you know, uh, a team that, oh, well, this is perfect for the Leafs, a new head coach, uh, a team they can turn it around against. No, they're playing a team that just, you know, will suffocate you. And for the Coyotes, um, an interesting night for them, a chance to, the way I was thinking about it, and it's kind of one of those things, it's like you go to Walmart, right? You go to Walmart, and, you know, there's maybe a family bickering, right? A brother and sister pushing each other around, you know. Again, nothing too crazy, but a lot of hollering and yelling from one particular kind of group of people or one area of the store. And the Coyotes are just kind of those people that are standing there like, eh, I'm just here to shop, right? Like, that's hey, we're just here to play. We're here to compete. We're here to pick up another win and another two points. It, it's going to be a, a a media circus. I don't think it's going to be too crazy. Again, um, this move was made on Wednesday, so uh, a long flight from Toronto 
to uh, Arizona if uh, anybody not covering the team normally wanted to come down. Um, I'll, I'll be getting a chance. I'll be up in the press box tonight to see. We'll have a special post-game edition uh, after I get back home from gorgeous Gila River Arena. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, right? I, I'm, I personally am expecting a lot of different Canadian media outlets to be there. The Maple Leafs are probably the, the most popular team, whether you want to admit it or not, right? I mean, I don't think anybody in the other Canadian cities, particularly Montreal, would, would like to admit that. But it is. It's the most, at least it's the one that's covered the most, right? Um, so a lot of attention around this game, but I think it's good for the Coyotes. There's a lot of attention around this game, and it's not on them. Right, and you say, well, why not? You know, it's a team that's good. I know, you know, why not? Obviously, it's the coaching change situation. But, oh, well, while they're here, why not they talk about the Coyotes? Why not, you know, highlight why they've been so successful and why they're battling? And sure, right on the broadcast, you want to get that recognition. And, and in written pieces after the game, win or lose, you want to get that recognition. But for the Coyotes, it's a chance for them. It's quiet, right? It's quiet in their locker room in terms of the media attention. Everybody's over on the visiting locker room side and, you know, wanting to talk to Sheldon Keefe and, and wanting to talk to those Maple Leafs players. And the pressure is not on them. The pressure is on the Maple Leafs players, a team that, you know, adds Tyson Berry and gives up Nazem Kadri, who, again, playing third-line center because of the way the roster is constructed, easily could be a second-line center anywhere in the NHL. I mean, that's pretty much where he's playing right now. In Colorado, and there's even a select team, a select few teams, maybe even playoff contenders, where he would be a top line center. I mean, you look at a couple of these teams, right? I mean, Philadelphia could argue, you know, Drew on that top line. Um, Winnipeg, Shifley hasn't been as good as he, uh, a lot of people originally thought. I think uh, on Vegas, he definitely could be a top line center. Um, you know, maybe, maybe on Calgary. It kind of depends on how you feel on Sean Monahan, but. The Leafs did a lot this offseason, thought they bolstered their defense with Tyson Berry, and now there's a lot of reports that they're fielding talks on Tyson Berry. He hasn't started out the way he has, so a lot of pressure on Toronto right now uh, to get it done, to go out and break the six-game losing streak. At the moment, they're sitting uh, oh, somewhat okay in the, st- in the race, right? I mean, for a team that's lost six straight games, it's only three points out of a playoff spot. So um, this is a chance for them to, to turn around. But for the Coyotes, right? I mean, how big would this win be for them? A team that has kind of, again, stayed under the radar. Kind of hard to stay under the radar when you're so high in the uh, NHL standings, especially in the top 10 of the league. But kind of stay under the radar, grab another two points, and, and sneakily just continue to, to rack it up. Um, uh, and this is a big game for the Coyotes in the sense of they get Edmonton, on Sunday, right? They they get Toronto tonight, they get LA Saturday, and Edmonton Sunday. Again, not predicting three straight wins. I think these are all games that the Coyotes can win, and you know you hope you hope that they go to LA and do what they did on Monday and take care of business. But I mean, you think about it. They win tonight. They go to LA and win. They're setting themselves up real pretty. To by the time Monday comes around, uh, they could be in first place in the Pacific. I mean, how crazy is that to say, right? A team that for the last, we'll say four four years, just four years um, of just complete, um, you know, tank, um, 
you know, committed to, you know, again, in hockey, it's hard to tank, right? I mean, I don't think the Coyotes, at least it's not as outward as what you see in other leagues, the NBA, the NFL, but, you know, it, you know your team's in big trouble when what they're doing at the trade deadline is picking up guys off waivers who are getting sent down. So, um, but now a team last year had had some some good a good run, didn't make the playoffs. So for a team made strides last year, made the biggest stride of them all. Again, being in first place after 30 games, not a mega deal. But for this organization, that's huge. That's huge for them. And for the Coyotes, a chance start continue their week, right? They already won Monday. Kind of hard to think uh, over the last two days. Yeah, they won Monday. Um, and so a win over Toronto tonight, get a chance for eight points on the week, see if they can do it. But they are going to have to pick a win up over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and whether you're heading out to the game tonight or whether you're sitting at home, you can treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners, which is you, can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Are you listening on the go? Don't look at your phone. Don't open Google. Don't type anything in. If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all their offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Again, all offers across the Locked On Podcast Network at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Now to take a look at the Toronto Maple Leafs as a team, right? Again, obvious, the obvious is uh, the coaching change, but let's take a look at what their roster is looking at at the moment, right? Uh, again, so a, little, a little bit of a change. They brought in Tyson Berry, um, called up a couple more of their guys that uh, sitting in, Tor- uh, in Toronto at the Marlies in the AHL. Uh, but a team that had 146 games, 100 points last year, made the playoffs, um, held off the Montreal Canadiens by four points, um, is now on a six-game losing streak, kind of starting to slip down the standings a little bit. Um, and I wouldn't say it's easy to say why, right? I mean, I think defensively they haven't done anything to improve. Their backup goaltending situation isn't great. Um, Frederick Anderson, I don't think, has been as sharp as he usually is, especially in the regular season. Um, uh, Kaski Suo um, had a rough night out his first time around. It was against in that Pittsburgh game on Saturday um, with a famous meme of the, the kid. Um, and Kaski Suo had to eat the bullet on that, right? Let up six goals, and they let him right out 60 minutes. It was 6-1 after two, and he had to go back out there for the third period. And there was a lot of criticism. And again, everything the Maple Leafs do under a microscope, um, you know, it's not that, again, like if the Coyotes did this, nobody really would have cared. And it's hard, it's tough to say that, right? But on a national level, nobody really would have noticed. But they said a lot of it was, uh, or not a lot of it, why Keskisula was so bad, but a lot of people were upset that, you know, they felt that they didn't play behind him. They didn't play or play in front of him, right? They didn't play for him. And when you talk about a team playing uh, hockey and your goaltender, probably the biggest asset on the ice, right? I mean, he can change a game for better or for worse. And, I mean, you just look at Marc-Andre Fleury, right, against Toronto on Tuesday. I mean, stole the game-tying goal away from Toronto. Like, reached out. He might as well have just 
pulled that one off the goal line. And that was a goal, and he caught it. And that's how a goaltender can change a game. And for the worst, I mean, we've seen around the league, um, especially last year, Florida, right? Florida, the best example of that. Um, they had poor goaltending, a team that had a lot of good offense. Poor goaltending sunk their ship. And a lot of the criticism was that Kaskisuo uh, didn't get any help. They, they didn't play for him. And as a goaltender, I've never played goaltender at a high level before, right? Of course, messing around as a kid and in rec league a little bit. But you want to know that the guys are playing in front of you, no matter what level you're in. And there's a lot of criticism that they didn't do that. And um, so I think part of that, again, is this team defensively just not cutting it, right? And when you have a lot of high high talent forwards, right? Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, um, Kasperi Kapanen, good secondary guy, Andreas Janssen, same thing. You want to make sure that those guys are contributing both ways. And, you know, a guy like Patrick Kane in Chicago, I think a lot of the criticism, and sometimes he's gotten better at it, but you'll still watch him. Maybe he doesn't back check as hard. When you have talented forwards like this, you got to make sure they back check. And I think sometimes that back check just isn't there. Um, and the commitment to the defensive end and the defensive structure, not there for Toronto. I mean, you look at the numbers, right? Down a little bit in terms of like John Tavares, um, 14 points, but he's only played in 16 games. Um, Nylander looks like he's back on the upswing. He's got 17 and 23. Matthews, 27 in 23. And uh, But the thing is, is okay. So you have these guys, a lot of good secondary scoring, right? From your defense, Morgan Riley has 17 points. Um, Jake Muzzin, a guy who isn't completely known for his offense, he has 11. Um, but you look at it, okay, this, the guy with the second most points on your team, and I know he's missed five games, right? But that's almost, depending on how the schedule's set up, a week to two weeks worth of games. He is still, still your second leading point getter. Mitch Marner, who's out... Uh, for another about three weeks or so, which is the approximation on it with his injury, still second on the team in points with 18. So Toronto, uh, they've got to turn it around. And that's the thing for the Coyotes tonight, right? Is, okay, you got a team that's struggling, uh, new head coach, probably got a good talking to by the front office, whether it be Shanahan, whether it be Dubas, whether it be both. Um, so... Are they motivated? We'll see. They've got a lot of younger guys on their team. And uh, got a chance to listen to 31 Thoughts, the podcast, uh, which is a great sports net, right? Elliot Friedman, the author of 31 Thoughts. Um, and they usually record the podcast on Wednesday, releases on Thursday. And uh, obviously that, that news broke pretty late. Um, or I wouldn't say pretty late, but it was an afternoon on Wednesday. So I um, had to add a little bit of piece in there about that firing. And they brought in um, Brian Burke, a former uh, NHL front office guy, general manager. And a lot of people, you know, the views on him are mixed. I like Brian Burke, right? He's very upfront on TV, lets you know what it's like behind the scenes, lets you know what he's feeling. I think that's great, at least for a fan, right? From a fan's perspective, maybe not so much as a player, but... From a fan's perspective, you love to hear that, right? And I think he made an interesting point. And he had said something about, um, and I can't remember exactly what the topic was on in terms of the Maple Leafs. Um, but he had said something that 
basically like you know millennials nowadays just don't sometimes don't respond in a positive way when things like this happen and you know your first response is right okay boomer right like that's dumb but i think he makes an interesting point and you wonder right i mean the old the old school days were you know hey play for your goaltender you know you got to play for your coach and and you know you're not the players aren't going to be the ones to bite the bullet right away if if things are failing it's going to be the head coach and we'll see how this responds right i mean you go through i think sports nowadays and this is just sports in general right the way it's changed you parents are switching coaches left and right and you know, if their kid's not getting enough player playing time, it's, you know, they're transferring, you know, whether it be schools or travel programs, whatever it may be, right? So, again, I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, right? I'm not saying that, oh, well, these players should. What I'm saying is that, you know, play for your coach. You're not going to go anywhere. We're not going to move you. I don't think is as ingrained just because of the nature of the way sports is. Um, you know, for, for these kids, going, right? I grew up in that generation, right? I mean, my mother was one of those people that, you know, hey, this is your coach, you know, unless he's abusing you guys or anything like that, you might not like him, but, but you got to stick it out, right? And I think part of that was because we didn't grow up rich, we a rich family, we couldn't afford to, you know, switch programs. But again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's the way that sports has been, that, you know, you don't have to play for a coach. You don't have to kind of stick it out with a coach. So it'll be interesting to see how these guys respond, right? Is this going to be a shot in the arm? Is this going to be, a, okay, you know, is this a wake-up call for Toronto? Or are these guys just going to come to the rink and, oh, well, it's a different voice, but, you know, we still can't find our game. It'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, they do have veteran guys, right? Jake Muzzin, who's won a Stanley Cup. John Tavares, who's been in the league for a long time. This is his uh, 11th season, or uh, 10th season, excuse me. Uh you know, they have guys that are veteran and understand how this league works and have been in this league a long time. Um, so for the Coyotes, tonight, it's just go out there, play your game. Don't worry about what's going on, on the other side of the bench. You let the chaos stay on the visitor's side and uh, just go out and keep doing what you're doing. And I think the Coyotes will, right? I think Rick Talk is a fantastic coach. This team is so well-grounded. Um, I feel like this is the most consistent team I've seen especially in Arizona in a long time, one of the more consistent teams in the NHL where I'm not watching a Coyotes game and I think, ah, what, which team am I getting, right? Am I going to get a team that's coming out here and high-flying? Or you, know, you get a consistent performance out of them, good defense, capitalize on chances when they need to. So that's what they need to do tonight. Come out. If, the, if Toronto gives them something early, and that's what they need to do, right? Coyotes need to come out and punch Toronto right in the mouth. Come out, bang, new coach, new system, bang, here's a goal for you. Bang, here's a huge hit in the corner for you. I think that's what the Coyotes are going to do. They're going to come out. They're going to be hitting hard. They're going to be playing tough. And if they get an early goal, I mean, that might be it for Toronto. If the Coyotes get one within the first three, four minutes, I mean, they could just pour it on from that point, depending on what the emotional response is. So Coyotes, big game for them tonight and a chance to jump on in a, a, a real vulnerable opponent, as we always do here on Locked on Coyotes. Let's take a look around the rest of the National Hockey League. Taking a look at scores from uh, Wednesday night, only two games. Senators take down the Canadiens in overtime, 2-1. to one. And the Rangers piled on the Capitals. The Capitals have been fantastic so far this year. The Rangers trying to save their season a little bit. Uh, they get a big 4-1 to one win. Panarin scores twice. 
Uh, Buchnevich, excuse me, and Howden, goal scorers as well for the Blue Shirts. Again, Jean-Gabriel Pajot continuing his great season. Want to jump back to that Senators game real quick. Scored his 13th. Brady Kachuk, his 8th. Nick Suzuki, the goal scorer for Montreal in that game. But Jean-Gabriel Pajot, um, all of a sudden, really boosting his uh, trade stock as they get towards the trade deadline and boosting my fantasy hockey team. So win-win there. Um, for me, I'm a big fan of the Senators. Right? I think they're the team that, um, again, the record's not going to reflect it, but they're an exciting team to watch. I mean, right now, they have 21 points, right? It, it's crazy to say. Like, you're kind of like, oh, you know, Ottawa, it's tankier. You know, they're going to try and serve. All of a sudden, there's three points out of a playoff spot. They're three points out of a playoff spot. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. I mean, it's insane. Again, I don't know if Ottawa's going to keep this up. I'd love to see it, though. I would love to see it. Ottawa's an exciting team to watch. Even if they do end up falling off, I'd say keep your eye on them, especially if you have NHL.TV. Um, take a quick look at the scores tonight before we hit the standings. Uh, another busy night here on a Thursday. Uh, Sabres travel to Boston to take on the Bruins. The Sabres, uh, they're in big trouble. Another team that has really slid off since the start of the season, the Ducks. They're in South Florida. The Panthers 11-5-5. Uh, the Penguins are in the island this time around on Tuesday. It was the Islanders in Pittsburgh to win in overtime. We'll see if the Penguins get their payback. And then the Flyers head to North Carolina to take on the Hurricanes, Red Wings, and Blue Jackets. All of those games mentioned, those are 7 Eastern, 5 Arizona time, 4 Pacific starts. Um, and then 3 games that start at 8 Eastern, 6 Arizona, 5 Pacific. Blues or uh, Blues bring in the Flames at uh, in the gateway to the West. The Canucks head to the Music City to take on the Predators, and the Avalanche rumble into Minnesota to take on the Wild. Starting at 8:30 Eastern, 6:30 Arizona. Uh, the Lightning and the Blackhawks a matchup of the 2015 Stanley Cup Final, and at that same time, Jets Stars get underway. The Stars looking good at the moment. And then, as always, 9 Eastern, 7 p.m. Arizona time, 6 Pacific. Coyotes and Maple Leafs. Uh, I know the Sharks and the Golden Knights play tonight. That uh, starts an hour after the Coyotes game. But Maple Leafs-Coyotes, it's going to be one to keep an eye on. That might be the national game of the night in terms of at least talking points. Um, and then at 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Arizona, 7.30 Pacific, the Oilers in Los Angeles to take on the Kings. Quick look at the standings from the last couple days. Uh, no win, so no points for Washington. They stay at 36. The Islanders get two points closer at 31. This is in the Metro, by the way, in the East. 27 for Carolina. for Good for third place. And in the Atlantic, Boston has 31. Florida, 27. Montreal, 27. Um, they got that extra point against the, um, against the Senators yesterday. Um, in the wildcard spots in the East, Pittsburgh, 25. Philadelphia, 24. Buffalo, uh, a lot steeper decline than what I was thinking they would have, but uh, they're at 20, only one point out, but 23 points, not sitting pretty. Toronto at 22, um, and then they've lost six in a row. Ottawa, two straight wins. They're at 21. Tampa Bay, who's losers of their last two, they're at 20. Rangers also at 20. Same with Columbus, who's on a two-game win streak. 18 points for the New Jersey Devils, and 17 for the Detroit Red Wings. In the West, uh, nothing's really changed. St. Louis, Colorado, Winnipeg still 1-2-3. Uh, 
Um, and in the Pacific, Vegas' win um, propelled them into that third spot on Tuesday. So again, nothing really changing. Edmonton 31, Arizona 28, Vegas 25. The wild card spot, though, uh, Dallas 26 points. They're winners of their last four, 8-1-1 one, one in the last 10. Vancouver, on the other hand, hand trending trending the other way, 2-5-3 and three in their last 10. They are holding on to that last wild card spot, though, as Calgary loses of their last four. 4-5-1 four, in their last 10, have 23 on the outside. Chicago, who was on a good streak, 6-2-2 two, two in their last 10, um, had won four in a row prior to Tuesday evening. If they win tonight and Vancouver loses, they jump right in front of the Canucks. Um, same thing with Anaheim. They win. They get themselves right back into that uh, tie for a wild card spot as well. Uh, they're at 22 points. Nashville, 3-5-2 and two in their last 10. Hasn't been pretty for them. They're at 21 points. San Jose at 21 as well. Finally got their win streak broken. Minnesota, 18 points. And in last place in the West, 17 points for the Los Angeles Kings. As uh, Again, appreciate you tuning in to Locked On Coyotes. My name is Seth Askelson. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. Once again, that is at LO underscore Coyotes. You want to follow me on Twitter? That's at SAskelson96. That is at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. Remember, stay tuned. Special edition, post-game edition of Locked On Coyotes will be coming out after tonight's game. We'll have another Friday weekend uh, preview as well for you. So I want to say thank you for joining in and listening to us. Can't wait to speak to you again soon. And as always, we hope you stay locked on, Coyotes.